0: In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Saints, throughout the church here, we have certain days dedicated to contemplating specific things that God has revealed to us in Holy Scripture. So we have days dedicated to observing the birth of Jesus, His suffering, His death, His resurrection, His ascension. We have a day dedicated to contemplating the Holy Trinity in His essence, who God is and uh, how we know Him. Uh, We have days dedicated to observing the martyrdom of the apostles and even contemplating the holy angels of God and St. Michael and all angels. And today is another one of these days dedicated and set apart for a specific purpose. And today we're considering the topic of saints, what the Bible, what God himself says uh, of saints. So for this brief sermon, I'm going to make only two major points. And first, I want to talk about the definition of a saint. And second, then focus on a particular group of those saints. So uh, first of all, on the definition of a saint, thanks to the Roman Catholic Church, a lot of Christians are very confused concerning the definition of a saint. And then on the other hand, thanks to American Christianity's overreaction to that, a lot of Christians refuse to even consider who the saints are or even remember them. So I want to steer clear of both of these errors on the one hand of thinking of the saints too highly in a way that scripture has not told us. And on the other hand, rejecting them uh, completely and and, uh, ignoring them. So to steer clear of these two errors, what I want to do as Lutherans is uh, understand this. We don't pray to the saints or worship them. They can do nothing for us. Rather, we do remember them and we thank God for the saints. And we even imitate them and their examples. So first, uh, I want to define what a saint is. The word saint simply means holy. That's the same word we use when we sing the Sanctus in the liturgy. Uh, That is the holy, holy, holy. We're saying that to God. It's the same root word in the word sanctuary, like we're building there. Uh, It means a holy place, a place separated, uh, dedicated, and set apart. And the reason it's set apart is because God himself chooses to dwell there. No one is holy in and of himself. Not even the angels are holy in and of themselves. Because the angels, as soon as they leave God's presence, they are now considered evil. Um, Only God is holy. So whoever God dwells with and wherever he is, is holy. That place is then set apart because he is there. So that is the definition of a saint, someone with whom God dwells. So our sainthood, our holiness is only ever borrowed from God. We are holy in so far as God is with us. If we're ever for a moment without God, if we reject him through impenitence or uh, unbelief, then we're no longer holy or saints. So there's this erroneous idea that the word saint somehow applies only to Christians who have died as if they're the only ones who are holy or uh, that Christians that this is a special subset of Christians who are especially good. So there's the common Christian and then there's the saints and they're they're in a different tier. They're in a different hierarchy here, but that's not true. That, in fact, is a papist teaching Uh, Roman Catholics, uh, for them, for Roman Catholics, the word saints applies to only those who are in heaven. So they say that someone doesn't become a saint unless he is beatified or canonized by the pope or a bishop. And their sainthood is only verified in this specific way. If someone prays to that dead saint and that saint causes at least two miracles to happen in this world. And then you are then considered a saint. So not even all the people in heaven are considered then the saints. Um, If that happens, then someone is a fishless saint. Now, this is a ridiculous and unbiblical doctrine. Because the Bible uses the word saint for all Christians. Ephesians 1 says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are currently in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. This refers to Christians who are alive in Ephesus, in that geographic location, taking breaths at that moment. And also remember what happened when Jesus resurrected. Uh, Matthew 27, 52 says, and when he resurrected, it says this, the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints, which slept, arose. They resurrected with Jesus. And they came out of the graves after his resurrection. And they went into the holy city and appeared unto, unto many. So the, the Bible calls Christians who have died and Christians who resurrected and Christians who live, saints, all of them. This is simply... So saints, when we consider all saints, it's a Sunday dedicated to Christians, those with whom the Holy Spirit dwells. Any person who has been uh, made holy through faith in the blood of Christ which he spilled for them on the cross, that person is a saint. A saint is someone with whom the Holy Spirit dwells and makes your body his temple. So today, all of you are saints. You don't look or feel like saints, but you are because you have faith. You say that Jesus is Lord and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That means you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. That the only reason you can say that is because the Holy Spirit is with you. You are set apart and sanctified and you are indeed saints in Christ. So that's the first point I want to make. But the second point I want to focus on is this. Now, even though I've spent all this time showing you that there's not a special subset of uh, Christians who are called saints. Now, even though the saints are not a particular group of Christians in heaven, I do want to focus on a special group of saints. All Christians are saints, but now I want to focus on a specific group within those saints. And it's the saints who have died. All Christians on earth and in heaven are equally saints. But I want to focus on the ones who have died. And the reason is because I want you to be comforted by God's word concerning your loved ones who have died. I want you to learn this for the day, that your loved ones will die in the days ahead. And also, I want you to remember this on the day of your own death, which is sooner than you think. Uh, This day is always emotional and difficult. And it's difficult for many of us because today we remember all of our dear family members and friends who had faith in Jesus. And yet they've died. And when we consider Christians who have died, we experience a a very weird, strange emotion that nobody else in the world experiences or goes through. That is, uh, we mourn, but with hope. (laughs) We're really sad because we miss them, and we love them. And yet at the same time, mixed with that sadness, there is joy and hope, and a certainty that they are with Jesus, and that we will see them again. So we are really sad, and hidden beneath that sadness, we are really happy at the same time. Our hearts are filled, and we feel pain and agony, and yet at the same time we're filled with joy, and hope knowing that Jesus fulfills his promises and that our faith in him will not be put to shame. And there's one specific promise I want you to take heart in this day. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die die this promise if you have ears to hear this promise is the greatest consolation if you take it to your heart in fact if this doesn't comfort you nothing can this is our comfort I, we refuse to be comforted by anything else but the words of God but the words of Jesus and this is what he says whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he live so, I want you to make note of this distinction, which I'm about to make as I, get, uh, um, as I, as I uh, work to closing here. There is a difference between died and dead. Your loved ones breathe their last, trusting in Jesus to save them. They died, but they are not dead. And those are two very different things. Jesus died, but he is not dead. He lives. And that means that all those who have closed their eyes in faith, trusting in the salvation that Jesus fully and freely gives them without their works or merit, but through faith alone. That means your dear father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your husband, wife, your son or daughter, your child who didn't see the light of day, they too have died. But they are not dead. They live. They're not sleeping. They're not unconscious. They're not unaware. They don't live on in our hearts. They don't live on in our memories or our traditions. No, they live as God lives. They are with Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life. And because of this, God, Jesus would not allow any one of their sins, their troubles, their sicknesses, not even death, to rip them out of his hand. And what is true for them is true for you. Soon, dear saints, the day will come when you too are going to die. The day will come when you have to let go of everything you've ever had in this life. You're going to breathe your last gasp for your final breath of air and you will die. And yet you will live. You'll live with Christ. You are the saints and you are saints by the blood of Jesus in this life and also in the life to come. He will save you from the death and the hell that you rightly deserve. And he will bring you to be with him. That where Jesus is, his people are there also. Jesus says, I am the resurrection, and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. So may God bless you this All Saints Day and may strengthen your faith in him until life everlasting. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.